from the Night Shift Crew Studios in the D.C. metro area. This is The Statement Show. I'm your host, Zach Chady, along with my co-host, Terry James. We're covering sports, technology, entertainment, news, and everything in between. The lights are on. It's Sunday, August 5th. Welcome back to another episode of The Statement Show. I'm Terry James. And I'm Zach Chahey. Yeah, Zach, today we're talking uh, many, many things. we got the Olympics, we got Verizon news, upcoming movies. But first, man, it has been an exciting few weeks for us. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, now we have the statementshow.com going live. We have four affiliates added to the show now. I mean, this, this has been amazing. Absolutely. We've uh, we've worked a little while on the website. We've got a blog where it's kind of tech news, but more with our spin on our opinions on everything, of course. Wouldn't be any fun if we didn't put our own opinions in there. <laughs> you know, everything's been kind of coming along. Like I said, it we got some affiliate advertisers that we'll be talking about in a little bit here. I guess uh, more importantly, you just went on vacation, didn't you? Oh, yes, I did. Feeling refreshed, ready to go, man. So where got- is it you went exactly? Well, we, we, we flew into Seattle. Um, and then we went uh, about another ooh, hour and a half north up to an area called the San Juan Islands up in Washington State. Uh, actually, a lot closer to uh, Canada, up into British Columbia, a lot closer up in that area than it is to Seattle. But yeah, we, basically what we did was uh, we, we, we caught the flight uh, from the D.C. area, went out to Seattle, uh, rented a car, all that kind of great experience, about an hour and a half up, caught a ferry. And then was about another hour, hour and a half on the ferry until we got over to San Juan Islands. Let me get this straight. You put your car on a ferry for an hour and a half. This is correct. We put the we put the uh, put the car on a ferry for about an hour and a half. Uh, and this is not your your standard ferry. These things are enormous. I mean, like three decker, heated indoor. Got a got the whole uh, like food thing. I mean, it's just it's incredible that these ferries. And and the scenery going over to the San Juan Islands, beautiful. I mean, just right. just amazing. You're talking like this thing's a cruise ship. So, <laughs> no, no, no. All right, so you're talking <laughs> like you went to Seattle. That's correct. When I think vacation, I think Disney World. I think Europe, Florida. Right. What's in Seattle? Give me give me a little hit here. What 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 gravitated you to go to the Seattle? Yeah, well, here, here's what happened. My wife's best friend, she went out there. Uh, and they got talking. She threw up some pictures on Facebook and did nothing but talk great about it. So we we did some, you know, kind of did some research on it, looked at a lot of things up there and realized that we could because 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 when we go on vacation, we do a lot of a lot of things that have to do with with wildlife. We like to do a lot of things animal wise. We've swam with the stingrays and the dolphins, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but this one, we wanted to go out whale watching with the orca whales. Uh, we did a kayak trip out there that that was with like uh, the, the the sea lions, the seals, bald eagles, the deer, so many other things, and it, it was just an amazing trip out there. Uh, but but to answer that question, the, what, what gravitated us towards it was my wife had her best friend really kind of let us know about it, and we, we were not disappointed. It was it was beautiful. If you're if you're looking for a trip that is away from the hustle and bustle, because like yourself, we're used to you know the Disney worlds and and the cruises and you know and and the problem with Disney World, although I love Disney, it's an every single day we were doing something and 
you know, by nine, ten, eleven o'clock at night, your feet are hurting and you know, you, you then you gotta wake oh, up at sure. six, seven o'clock the next morning and do it all over again and, and you know, everything's so spread then, out. So when we I, went, I agree, I agree. You know, I, I've been there three times. I plan on going back next year. Right. I definitely know what you mean. It seems like uh you go from one va- you're going on vacation. But then it seems like you, you plan these trips and then it's like almost another type of stress because you worry every day about getting to this new this new thing you have planned. Whether exactly. It's, uh, every day you want to hit a park and you want to do this and be done by a certain time. You want to see the right. light show. But that means you exactly. have to stay there all day. And so, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah. But, and, and out there, you know, we we woke up we went, when we wanted to. We literally had like a day or two where there was anything actually planned. You know, we. We, we had to get some reservations for the whale watching and we got some reservations for the kayaking tour that we took while we were out there. But otherwise, we woke up when we wanted to. We went and did things when we wanted to versus, like you said, with Disney World, you want to be there when the, when the gates open. You want to be there right as soon as you, you want to be one of the first couple of people in there just because your, your inner child has you running through the oh, gates sure. just the same as your kids. I'm, I mean, I'm holding my daughter's hand, but I, at that point, I feel like I'm, I'm 12 years old myself. It's, it's greed. So, you know it just as well as I do. You're, you're, you're telling your wife and you're telling your family that you're for going her. For, for, for her, right? Yes, or or yeah. in my case, for my boys. But it's not. It's a, for me. It's totally for me. You know? Sure. I, it, I, I will say this, though. When we when we did the uh, fireworks show, when, when, my, uh, when my little one was, I guess, two or three when we first took him, you know, and he was up on my shoulders and up on my, you know, up on my oldest son's shoulders and the fireworks are going off over Cinderella's castle. It was, uh, you know, it, it does kind of, it does kind of bring a tear to your eye in your own little way, you know, cause you can remember doing it when you were little or, you know, and you, you kind of look at it saying, man, this is just amazing to be able to bring my kids here, uh, but when it comes to everything else, it's it's sort of a greed factor that you're the one that's excited about riding the roller coasters or the or the teacups or oh, dumbos, sure. whatever it is. Uh, there is plenty of things there. Uh, the Star Wars experience, the Indiana Jones stunt show, these were incredible. Um, just nothing you. That's I guess why I like Florida so much is there's so many different things there to do. Uh, you've got sure. Universal, you got Sea World. But in my opinion, Sea World is a one day thing. That's why they discount the tickets so much after the first day. And once you've been there once, the second time you go, the next time you go, it almost seems like nothing's really changed, and it's almost like I've been here, done that. Uh, I can tell you this time we're not even gonna go to Sea World. It just uh, we went there twice already, and it just nothing's really changed. So. Uh, the only thing I think I'd want to do is that Discovery Cove where you go to swim with the dolphins and you make a whole day of it. That's a little more expensive, but I just checked it out recently. It's not all that bad. So uh, I think somewhere between the 250 range per person, but okay. they only allow so many people in the park at one time. Right. So, but anyway, getting back to you on the Seattle thing, I, I know we did a little bit of the, uh, we both have Samsung, Samsung Galaxy Nexus phones through Verizon. Right. right. And we did a little bit of the, uh, the Skype thing. Uh, well, right. Uh, was it Skype or was it the, the talk through Google? No, that was Skype. That we Yeah, okay. Had. Yeah, you're right. We did Skype. It wasn't bad, but it's not like what you'd expect. Yeah. 4G, it's kind of like skips a little bit. It's let me not put it perfect. to you like, let me put it to you like this, Zach. When I was out there, I had no cell phone service whatsoever. I mean, when I was out there, literally no one, uh, my, my, my mom has like one of the track phones. Uh, you know, uh, everybody in my family has the Verizon. And, you know, I was speaking to a couple of other people out there that had, I, I think it was Sprint or AT&T, I can't remember, but nobody has cell phone coverage out there. So it, it, it was just, it, when, when they say Verizon goes everywhere, let me tell you, Verizon does not go out that far. 
Well, uh, Verizon is known to have the best as far as uh, they are considered the premium. Mm-hmm. AT&T and Verizon are the top two tier uh, carriers in the United States. They are considered the premium carriers, and they do command a high price for their service, unfortunately, right. which is what I'm getting ready to talk about here in a minute. But we did talk about uh, – we did a little bit of the Skype thing using our phones. Yep. Uh, the nice thing about how the front-facing camera is you can talk face-to-face, but it's really cool because you're on the go, you're on vacation, you want to talk to somebody or show somebody something. You turn, you can actually in mid, you know, talk. You can flip the camera around, and you can basically film live what you're showing, what you're seeing. Right. So the person can get a chance to see what you're seeing. It's almost like you're doing live TV show on the spot. Now the technology needs a little updating yet. It's a little skipped from here to here. But my wife has an iPhone, and we try to call my daughter, who's actually on vacation with her grandparents in Florida right now. Uh, we, she wanted to do the uh, the iPhones feature of the same thing, which is kind of like Skype. It's called. Right. Um, FaceTime. FaceTime. Yeah, that's right. It didn't work. It says you have to be on Wi-Fi. So basically, they will only allow you to do it on Wi-Fi, which kind of, to me, defeats the purpose because you, it's kind of Completely. like on the, if I had the Wi-Fi, I'd be doing it on my computer where it's much better quality. Exactly. So I think it's a little outdated. Now, I hear the iPhone 5 is supposed to have an updated feature where you should be able to do over the air. But now, here's where I get into the next thing. My wife's complaining that her iPhone is outdated it's starting to give her a little bit of problems but i think it's just kind of nitpicking but she is running out of memory sure. uh, my daughter is using an old razor phone just so she because we we had closed our phone line off and we use only cell phones now which is what a lot of families do to save money well between my daughter uh myself and my wife when upgrades come due now myself i'm gonna wait till next year because i don't i don't see the point in upgrading my phone there's net there's not anything out there that's gravitating me toward towards a new phone I but agree. her phone, uh, she has an iPhone at 32 gigabyte, and she has the iPhone 4. Not the 4S, but the 4. When you upgrade your iPhone, in my opinion, it's worth waiting a generation to go to the next step. She's going for the for the next. I, I kind of pushed her on waiting until September to find out about the new iPhone, uh, the iPhone 5. And the iPhone 5, she'll probably go for the 64 gig version, which is going to be on a contract Probably about $400. Then we'll give the iPhone 4 that she has to, and give that one to my daughter, which means we will all three have smartphones. Now, here's the kicker. Verizon's new family share plan. Uh, very, uh, very expensive. If you go online and investigate it, um, you can go, by the way, to uh, thestatementshow.com, our website, our new website. You go to the blog section, and you'll see I have a new article up there about the family share plan. And explain a little bit. I kind of skim it. I don't get real in-depth, but can I give you the idea so you can go to their website and see it for yourself? But smart. here's basically how it's going to work. Okay, For a smartphone, they want you to pay $40 a month access fee. Now, you get unlimited minutes and unlimited texting. Now, with three smartphones, that's $120 a month. That's not $40 for all the phones. That's $40 per smartphone. There's $120. Now, you're thinking, oh, that's not bad. But that's no data yet. Now, they want you to pay for data that all three phones are going to share. Uh One gig starts at $50. That's Uh one gigabyte for $50. I have an unlimited plan. I'm almost at two gigabytes now. My cycle doesn't even end until tomorrow on Monday the 6th. August 6th. So that means that I'll probably need at the ver- at the bare minimum I'm going to have to have at least 2 gigabytes. That's $60. But wait a minute. 
that's no data for the other two phones yet. So I have to have enough to make sure that they cover. So right now my wife uses between two to 500 megabytes a month. She's not real heavy. My daughter, even though she'll have a smartphone, I'm probably not going to let her use it for that right now. Uh, it's more for emergency purposes, but it still has to have access to data because it is, it's going to be a, it is a smartphone. So uh, we're looking at probably doing the four gigabyte plan, which is $70 a month, $120. $70 a month, that's right, you're at $190. But wait, there's no taxes and there's no fees added on that yet. So you're probably looking at another $20, $25 taxes and fees, oh. $30, somewhere in that range. So you're looking at a $220 bill. Sure. I currently pay around $161 now. So as you can see, that increase is pretty steep. Right. Uh, I'm in no hurry to do it. But the problem is if I want to keep my unlimited plan or if my wife wants to keep her unlimited data plan, which I'd love to be able to do, she would have to buy the next version of the iPhone without a subsidized pricing, right. which means instead of $400, she's probably going to pay between eight and $900. Ugh. Now, our phones, they, if you pay for them without a contract, you're looking at between seven, I think it's seven, seven fifty for the phone. Right. These plans are pretty, uh, pretty, pretty expensive. And unfortunately, everybody eventually is going to have to go to these plans. Uh, I'm not looking forward to that at all. No. Um, that's steep. That's How many? I mean, look. If you go over your, if you go over for every gigabyte you go over, it's fifteen dollars. Sure. Mm. So how many people would have smartphones in your family right now, and how I many have, people are on yours? Well, I have three that have. Well, excuse me, two that have smartphones. Myself and my middle son. My oldest son and my wife do not have the smartphones, but but they my, do have cell phones, correct? They all. Yeah, we have four cell phones on our plan right now. Um, now, are oldest, they like flip phones? Well, one is a flip phone and the other is just a standard, regular, I don't know what you would even consider that, just a, a, it's just a just regular, a regular phone. phone. Right, just a okay. regular so phone. So regular right. flip phones, which they're calling regular phones, those are $30 a month. So it's only $10 right. less than a smartphone. Right. So you're still paying. Now, the, here's here's what most people don't understand. They don't mind giving you unlimited, unlimited minutes. They don't mind giving you unlimited texting because they, these are the features that people have stopped not stopped, but have really slowed down on. And these were the big money makers for Verizon. If you can't get people to, to use the minutes and you can't get people to do the texting and they know that data is where, where everything else is going. Um, right now I'm using Google. I don't have a texting plan, but I text all the time because I use Google. I have an alternate number and that's the number I text with and it right. uses the data plan. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of people do that now sure. and Verizon realizes they're losing a lot of money this way. So what they've done is they kind of reverse the roles now. Now they're willing to give everything else away, but make you pay a premium price for for data. Everybody well, will go back to texting a lot because why not? You have it for you basically have unlimited for the price you're already paying. So if you want for you right now, let's say you wanted 10 gigs a month, it's going to cost you a hundred dollars just for the data. Right. On top of all the other price. Just well, let me ask you this, Zach. Because my oldest son is is set to to go over, uh, he he's been kind of flip flopping back and forth. Do I do I stay with Verizon, get another you know get another phone through those guys, or go with one of the you know prepaid jobs? So what happened was the other day while we were out, we were looking around, we we were looking at some of the Virgin Mobile uh, prepaid. Here's and by no means do we have any affiliation with with uh, Virgin Mobile, but I just wanted to kick off a few things. Thirty five dollars a month would get you 300 anytime minutes, but it gives you unlimited messaging, data, et cetera, et cetera. $45 a month, 1,200 anytime minutes, all unlimited messaging, data, 
etc. $55 a month gets you unlimited everything. You know, no contract. You know, you figure the cost for the phone itself is going to be initially higher due to no contract. But the keywords in there are there's no contract, which does that make it worth it or not? What's your opinion on that? Well, um, I don't know. I guess it, it depends on what you find important. Like you said, no contract, no contract. That's that's the key word there for a lot of people. No contract. They figure that's going to save them a lot of money. But then there's the price. Remember when I said premium service, AT&T, Verizon are considered premium services? Verizon has the largest network out there. And the 4G LTE service, which is a high-speed internet, putting it in more cities every month. It's going to have full coverage within the next two years. You're going to only be going to get 4G instead of 3G. Now, it cuts between the two, but soon it'll only be 4G. And it's pretty fast. It's very reliable. Verizon has got a very reliable service. AT&T is the second most reliable service. That's, of course, my opinion. But it's also been proved that they have the largest map as far as coverage in the United States. Right. Track phones, uh, mobile phones uh, like that you pay for, prepaid phones, unless it's something like an iPhone or a regular phone that you've already prepaid for, uh, these are not ex- considered to be the, of the highest quality. Um, you're not you're not buying a really high quality phone. You're kind of buying like a, like a gumball machine phone is the way I kind of look at it. Right. Something that's prepaid minutes. They don't have a very good coverage rate either. Virgin Mobile is Sprint. Yeah, well, now, yeah, it's Sprint, but they don't have the same coverage. Okay. It's different. Uh, if you look at, if you look at it, why would Sprint give it away? Plus, Sprint has unlimited plans too. They do the same thing. Okay. Their coverage is not as good. They have a lot more drop calls. Their data is, they don't mind giving data away. That's one thing they have to bring in. But you also have to look at it this way too. Sprint, they're, they're basically running, they're not making as much money as they used to make. They're, they're not profitable like they used to be. And I don't, I don't see them existing uh, in their current form. Uh, in other words, I don't see them giving unlimited plans the way they have right now much longer. Okay. Not if they expect to be a viable uh, company within the next three years. RIM, they're doing just as bad. RIM isn't doing much better because they were they their technology is behind, and now all the smartphones are out there. Touchscreen is a thing, and, and RIM just waited way too long. RIM being research in motion out of Canada. All these plans that, you're, that we're talking about, and we're talking about the coverage areas, they're not as good as a Verizon or AT&T. Sprint, which took over Nextel, you have Virgin Mobile prepaid. You have some of these other ones, uh, I believe Cricket. Yeah, Boost the, Mobile. Right. Exactly, yeah. They're, they're considered lower quality because they don't have as good a network. So, like I said, when you go with Verizon, you're paying for a premium service because you have the larger network, more reliable service better customer service. There are a lot of things you're paying for. Oh, I, I did forget one little thing. If you want to use your phone, uh, if it has the capability as a router on the go, in other words, like a MiFi or a hotspot, you can actually, it's free to tether your phone to another device. In other words, you could use your laptop wirelessly with your phone and use your phone as the router and get data on the go. That's free now with part of this new share plan. There's no access fee per month and it just accesses your current data plan. Problem being, of course, you don't want to overuse your data. Now, of course, they give you data calculators to kind of keep track of what's going on. But 
it's going to get more and more expensive. And this is this isn't going anywhere. And everybody who thinks they're going to go to AT and T and just go to one of their plans, AT and T already announced that they are going to do the same plan. Look for it in the next month or two. Here they're going to be announcing they're going to have the same type of plan, and the pricing structure is going to be pretty similar. They waited for Verizon to bring those out so they could see what was coming and see how people reacted. You're not really going to escape this pricing structure. Everybody's going to be doing it. And I don't see Sprint is going to keep their current unlimited plan much longer either. Otherwise, they're just going to be losing money hand over fist. There's new phones coming out all the time. So sure. it's hard not to want to go get that new, you know, flashy toy. Me and you, we've, we, you know, how long did we, how <laughs> long exactly did we was, stare at the galaxy? Right, right. We, we were stared at that. Oh my goodness. How many YouTube videos did we pull up at least for two months straight? Of course. And, and then what was it about a month later? The new one came out and we were sitting around going, wow, that one's got the bigger screen. I like that one. Exactly. And I mean, you, the Samsung Galaxy S3 is out now and this is, it's basically an improved version of what we're using now. A smooth. Um, we're waiting for our update called Jelly Bean. It's a 4.1 update uh, that has been released by Google. We're waiting for Verizon to bring it out to our phones. And basically, it's not going to be a lot of differences as far as what you see, but the enhancement is going to make – they have something called Project Butter. And it basically, it's just giving your phone a smoother action. Uh, Animation is going to be smoother. Uh, they've rewritten the code a little bit to make the phone faster. So it's going to fix a lot of little things under the hood, and you won't see so much – Visually, it's going to be more under the hood fixes and you're going to see a lot of things being resolved and fixed and some of the complaints that have been taken into account. So they're going to try to get to those. And, and I'm just waiting to see this update come out. But I mean, there's, like I said, the Samsung Galaxy S3, they've announced the new Samsung Note, which should be announced sometime on the 29th of August here. Uh, Reuters reported uh, on Thursday, August 2nd, that Samsung's planning to unveil the next generation Galaxy Note commonly referred to as the Galaxy Note 2. This has a, it's supposed to have an unbreakable screen, 5.3 inch Super AMOLED display. So it's got a, a, a quad core CPU. It'll have Jelly Bean OS already installed. It's just getting, it's, these phones are getting really big. And I mean, I think this is the one that was, that had a stylus. It came out on AT&T already. Okay. Uh, so this is the next version, but it's getting to the point where these phones are so big, you're going to need like, the side pockets in your pants just hold them. <laughs> We've often joked that our that our tab is gonna is gonna be it's gonna be about the same size as our tablet before before long. You know they're they're getting huge. But here's the bad part: the bigger the screen, the more and more I love them. I, I hate to admit that, but you know it's like our whole entire reason for grabbing the Galaxy was wow, look at how big that screen is. And then the next one comes out, you're like wow, look how big that screen is. You know, for for the longest time, it was like the smaller phones. They were they were huge. They were popular. Now all of a sudden, the bigger the phone, the better the or the, yeah, the bigger the phone, the better. Well, I think it's it's because they've gotten smaller. They got smaller and they got smaller, and then all of a sudden, the more powerful CPUs came out, and it was having that computer in your hand, and it got to the point where people were like, I'm doing a lot more mobile computing now. Now I, I need a bigger phone. Why? I need that screen to be a little bigger. So right. as the screen got bigger, it got more productivity out of it. Now it's kind of like finding a happy medium of what's too big or what's too small. Now with our Galaxy phones, uh, the Verizon Galaxy phones, they're the Nexus phone. It, it's a really nice size, but I would like to have something bigger. And honestly, <laughs> as stupid as it sounds, this Galaxy Note 2 with a 5.3-inch screen sounds fantastic. Right, right. How often do you really put it up to your ear anymore anyway? Never. And even when I do, if I'm in my car, you have a Bluetooth connectivity. 
or you have an ear, a Bluetooth earpiece if you're going to be doing a lot of conversation. So to me, it almost seems as though that would be the way to go anyway. Having a bigger screen means better productivity, means you can see more of the screen. You can watch movies easier. It's a little easier on the eyes. It just oh. it seems like the natural thing to go to. You want to have that bigger screen. It's it's all well and good, but the problem is we're going to have to carry it in a backpack because it's not going to fit in our pockets any longer, you know? I'm okay with that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just think as, as the phones keep getting bigger, uh, more people will keep buying them. Uh, they're trying to, I, I mean, this Galaxy, you know, expected to be probably $300 with a contract. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to have uh, 16 or 32 gig versions, probably, maybe, maybe 64. I, I don't know yet. They haven't announced it yet. That's another issue. You have a lot of people announcing or putting rumors out there like they're facts. But until the company really comes out and says this is what it is, it's just speculation. And a lot of the news corporations try to get their story out there first. They're speculating, and half the time, none of these rumors are even true. So, And Apple is famous for that. They never announce anything to till the, till, till the day of their conference, and then that's when it comes out. And then you get to find out how all the news, com- news reporters were wrong about half the things that they were announcing. The company officially comes. The company officially comes out and announces what it is. It's kind of hard to take anything as fact. Right. But anyway, I, I did want to talk about one of our affiliates here, Auto Parts Warehouse. If you want to do something on your car, it's a lot cheaper to just go get the part and try to do it yourself if you can. Obviously, there are things that are too hard to do on your own. I myself, I was looking at replacing the the EGR valve in my Saturn. Auto Parts Warehouse has a, a, a very wide selection. They were established in 1995. They're one of the top online auto part accessory distributors in the United States. Right now, they have a really great deal on brake discs. You get 8% off for every $100 you spend, and they have free shipping. It's valid till September 30th of this year. And if you go to our website at thestatementshow.com, click on the link, help out the show a little bit, and go ahead and order whatever you need. They have just about everything you can think of. Um, they have a catalog with over 550,000 auto parts and accessories and aftermarket manufacturers to fill all domestic and foreign makes and models. They have price match guaranteeing, free shipping on orders over $50, and flexible payment plans on extended warranty options. Auto Parts Warehouse, make sure your order's processed and delivered instantly anywhere in the country so you can get back on the road in no time at all. So I'm definitely going to order some parts through there. I recommend anybody else to go to our website at thestatementshow.com, click on the link, and order whatever you need for your car. You won't be disappointed. Absolutely. Hey, uh, Zach, um, I, as we transition into uh, sports, I know normally we like to kind of keep our emails towards the end of the show, but uh, Dan from Mineral Springs, North Carolina, says to us, great show, guys. I have a quick question. I heard the people who win medals actually have to pay taxes on those medals. Is this true? Now, have you heard anything regarding that at all, Zach? Actually, I have, ironically enough. I'm, you know, as you're watching the Olympics on, on TV here, and it's hard not to, it's really big story. You listen to how some of these athletes had struggled to get where they are and how they spend a lot of time training. I mean, obviously, you you know, they spend a a long time training, years to get where they are. And you see some of them emotionally breaking down when they make the smallest of mistakes because they know it's going to cost them. Just to know that some of the families are doing everything they can financially, even put their kids in these programs. And then you hear the stories about how uh, they're going to have to pay taxes on some of these medals. Now, what I've heard, what I've seen, and what I've read, it's it, they're giving examples of twenty-five thousand dollars worth for the gold medal. 
Oh. It's $15,000 for the silver and 10000 for the bronze. And now the U.S. wants you to pay a tax on that. Basically, it's an income tax on the metals. Now, the USOC has uh, several national governing bodies for individual sports that pays for medals. USA Wrestling, they pay up to $250,000 for a gold medal, and USA Cycling pays $100,000. So you think about the income they're getting from mm. um, it's You have all that tax you have to pay. There is a senator from Florida, is uh, Republican Senator Mark Rubio. He's, propo he's proposed this week to exclude Olympic medal winners from paying taxes on thousands of dollars in cash bonuses that are attached to their top finishes. You have some of the more top athletes like Mike, Michael Phelps, some of, the, some of the higher end athletes who had said they don't mind paying taxes because they've already made millions in endorsements. Sure, sure. So they can afford to pay for the endorsement. Through their endorsements, they can afford to pay the taxes on the medals. But what about all the, the the younger girls, the younger the younger men who who've taken part and they've won these these high medals and high honors, and now they have they come back and they're going to face a high tax bill, or their parents are going to face it, and they've already <laughs> kind of put themselves out putting them in these programs. So well, the, yeah, because basically what they were saying was at at the thirty five percent income tax rate, the bronze medalist would owe the IRS a total of. $3,500 per medal. That's, that's outrageous. Now, you gotta, you gotta think here. All these other countries are paying their athletes to be in these programs. A lot of these countries pay, uh, the athletes to be in these programs and to represent their country. The United States, you don't get, they don't, you know, the government does not pay. It's basically done on donors. Um, people making, you know, donations to help the programs get going, but the government's not backing them. So when you factor in the, US, the United States and how many of our athletes win gold, silver, bronze medals, I mean, we're really, if you look, you see, we win a lot of these medals. So it's, I feel kind of bad for a lot of them. Some of them are actually getting some good cash prizes. They shouldn't have to be penalized because they're winning. And that's basically how I feel. Something has to be done. And because I guess it's a blanket statement in a way. Maybe there's some kind of law they can pass that it's we have. Unfortunately, we have one of the most complicated tax codes in in the world. I, you have to get some guy. You have to pay somebody to an accountant to do your taxes. It's ridiculous. So, right. well, there, there was I was reading one of the reports and and one of the, the people said that it was no different from winning Wheel of Fortune or the lottery. Our Olympic medalist, our Olympic athletes are compared to someone that goes on Wheel of Fortune, that's that's absurd. It's something very prideful. It, it helps. It shows your it's your patriotic duty as far as you're going out there representing your country. We're, we're, we all have a lot of pride by saying Michael Phelps won all these medals. The last thing you should be doing is when he comes back is having to pay tax on all these for something he's done to represent the country. Especially when some of them are, are you know, the, the one swimmer thinks she was 15, another one was 17. I mean, it's ridiculous. Think about all the win uh, all the all the medals that uh, Michael Phelps has won. What is it, 18, 22, 50, uh, 60,000? I don't know, something like that. He's got 21 medals now. It, it's it's ridiculous. He's considered one of the he's the, one of the best swimmers in the world. He's represented the country twice. They're already talking about trying to get him to go back, but he has said he's done. He just he's, he's done everything he's tried to accomplish. Mm -hmm. He said his his uh, I mean, I've watched an interview with him today. His his role model was was a was a basketball player. Can you guess who I'm talking about? Oh, geez, I don't know. Does it rhyme with Michael and Jordan? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> he, he he that was his, somebody he looked up to because of the goal settings that he had. Sure. 
of course, everybody else said, well, Michael Jordan couldn't stay away either. He, he eventually went back and played because he had that competitive edge. Right. So I guess there's always that chance that he could decide later on that he would like to try. But I guess I can understand, you know, when you spend so much time traveling and so much time competing after a while, maybe he does get a little old. Maybe yeah, it's mean, time for him to make a step back. I, I, I honestly think, you know, just listening to an interview that I heard from him last night, it, it sounds to me, again, like you said, everybody can kind of look at it, what Brett Favre retired, I don't know, a hundred times and, and came back. But it, not to say that that Phelps will or won't, because I have no idea, but Here's just my opinion. I, I think that um, if nothing else, he's going to get paid really, really well to go to Rio next year and be an analyst for, for the swim competition. Um, and I think he's going to realize, wait a minute, I can go out on top and now I can sit around and make my millions by going over here and analyzing sp- swim, which I'm the greatest ever at. I don't have to tarnish anything right now. I don't, you know, because if, if, you know, if he goes back it to, to Rio, he'll be 30, 31, I guess, at the time. What if he goes over there and, and, and doesn't win any medals whatsoever? Then everybody's going to look at him and go, Oh, well, he's a washed up has been, you know, he should have just retired, you know, kind of like Lockte. You know, we, we, we look at him and. He was, he was talking all this garbage when he, right before he went over and he said, I'm going to do this. I'm better than Phelps. I'm, you know, and not to say that he hasn't done good for the amount of stuff that you've been talking before, the amount of shit talking that you had. Really, you've kind of been a bust overall. Oh, I agree. So, I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're going to sit there and say that you're better than Phelps and that, that, you know, that, that you, you're going to, you're going to whoop up on him, but yet really, you haven't done much of anything. So I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't mind people that, that have a high opinion of themselves and, you know, and it's easy to hate on Phelps. It, the, 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 the easiest thing in the world to do is sit around and say that he's not going to, cause let's, let's be honest, going into the Olympics, everybody said, Oh, well, he's, I heard he's lazy. And then another one of his teammates said that he depends on his athletic ability more than he does his training. And, but yet, He's still winning and winning and winning. So, you know, whether it's athletic ability and the whole, you know, last Olympics, right after the last Olympics, he tweeted out that picture of him with the with the bong. What, whatever. You know, I mean, look, I'll tell you right now. We it, we really don't know how that that came to be anyway. Who knows? You know, that that could have just been just a mess. I don't Anybody. Was he ever caught? Was, was he ever, was there ever like a, uh, cause I, I mean, I don't remember anything. Was he, did he ever test positive for anything? Cause I never saw anything. Did you see anything? No. And for all we know, they took that picture. Somebody sat in his lap or somebody put it in his lap. It was kind of a joke picture. We don't know that he was doing anything, but we know how sometimes the media gets carried away cause it's a top story. So I, I really, I don't, I don't know how any of that went down. Right. Right. He apologized for it. It's over. You know, now he's, back to winning a billion medals and everybody's happy all over again. Had he had he had the bong picture and then, you know, so-and-so said that that he was lazy and then Phelps came in and won maybe like two bronze medals and that's it, then everybody would have said, oh, well, he's a nobody now. But factually speaking, he's the greatest swimmer to ever have hit the pool ever. And, and that's... And everybody knows, and he's a household name. Everybody knows right. who Michael Phelps is. 
I mean, we're going to see him on the Wheaties box. He's getting endorsements. He's probably going to make over $100 million in his right. career. Just on endorsements. In endorsements. Yeah. Not to mention the millions he's going to make whatever he, whatever else he decides to do, exactly. whether that's announcing or whatever. I mean, come on. He's, he's fine. I think that, uh, I had read a, an article there this, this past week where it said that he had sold his, um, his Baltimore condo and he took a little bit of a hit, like a couple hundred thousand dollar hit. I don't think that's hurting Michael Phelps. That would hurt you and I. But that's not going to hurt Michael Phelps. I think he's going to be okay. I would like to take this time. Uh, one more time here to bring up another affiliate from our website. If you go to uh, thestatementshow.com, where you can look at our blog and our affiliates and see what else you can do to help out the show and maybe get a great deal. There's a program that I use on my cell phone. I have actually turned you on to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called uh, Keeper Security. It's from a company called CallPod. It's it's a function where you can add passwords to a program. You basically install it, put in one password, and then you can add all your passwords for uh, email addresses. Think of all the programs you use online or all the other applications you use where you have to remember passwords. So it's gotten kind of out of hand. You can't possibly remember all these passwords. So there is a program called Keeper Security that I use. And you all you have to do is remember one password. It's on my mobile phone. It's on my PC. It's on my tablet. They all communicate to each other. They sync. And it's a way of remembering your all your passwords and having them on the go. It's a fantastic program. I can't recommend it enough. Keeper Security Incorporated creates the world's most downloadable password security and management software for mobile devices and computers. It's available on all mobile phones, tablets, computers, and millions of people trust Keeper. So go ahead, give it a try, download it, write back, let us know how you like it. It's a fantastic application. Like I said, you yourself, you put this on your phone. You can try it for free on the Android App Store and the iPhones. It's available on all iPhones, all Android phones. I even believe it's available for RIM. But you you put it on your phone, your phone, you like it, right? Oh, man. Look, you know what? That There has been times where you and I've been talking and you say, Hey, look at this app. Look at that app. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. You know, you, you were, you kept telling me about it and telling me about it. And for whatever reason, I, well, I believe it was because you couldn't remember passwords that I had to keep giving you. <laughs> this so is, you could this get into our own website. Well, I procrastinated. And then finally I said, you know what? I, yeah, because that's exactly what happened. I kept looking at you going, Hey, what was the uh, password for that? If I said, you know what? I'm just going to put this thing on. I'm going to check it out. And, you know, now that I have it on there, I literally have every everything ever on it. It's it is easily one of my favorite apps on my phone. Um, and I've even, you know, uh, spoken to my kids about it, which, you know, with, with with an app like this, it's a little bit harder sell to a 16 or 17 year old kid. But him, he he looked at it, he was like, you know what, Dad, that is actually pretty cool. You know, I'll give you that one. I like that one. So. For someone like us who who has a lot of passwords, you know, here's the issue. Here's my biggest issue with this app. Everybody always says, well, I only have one password for everything. I don't know if they're actually listening to what they say. (laughs) Well, with the way things, people are stealing your identification, the way they're stealing passwords, this is the worst possible thing to do. And you need to make your passwords more complicated. I can't suggest that enough to people. I, I can't stress it enough. You have to make your passwords hard. Combinations of letters, number signs, uppercase, lowercase. Uh, yeah, and that makes it basically impossible to remember unless it's something you type every day. But then you're not going to – the more obscure ones you're never going to remember. Well, this program not only allows you to create what basically like a filing cabinet for all of your stuff, all your passwords, all your screen names, 
and notes that you would need to keep with, with each profile. Sure. It also has a dice configuration. So you basically click on the roll the dice and it will give you a password and it's a complicated password. Maybe not too long, but it has all kinds of combinations. It's not a word that a program with a dictionary sequence can find. So it's going to be a hard password. All you have to do is remember one password and that's to get into this. And if you lose your phone and somebody else tries to get into it, they only have three tries and it self-destructs off the phone. And you still have access to it through your own PC. So you can get a hold of Keeper, let them know your phone was, was taken and try to reinstall the program, get a new password and do a recovery. So and, it's a fantastic program, and it's not very expensive at all. No, and not only that, Zach, but there's there's also, um, you know, I, I noticed that fi- the password thing is great, but I don't know if you're like me. I, I have a hard enough time with my own Social Security, but there's also times where I need for my kid's Social Security number, and I, that's not just something I carry around in my wallet, that, you know, I want that to be protected to the fullest so there's information that that, you know, I can put in that particular app and at any given time I can go in there and I can pull up their social or or whatever, uh, you know, really secure information that I that I want to put, you know, want to put in there. I, I, I honestly I can't stress this app enough. It's it's an amazing app. It it literally is nothing but going to the statement show dot com, going to, uh, you know, to our affiliates and and, and clicking on that. And, and man, I, I, I you will not be disappointed. Give it a give it a quick look and you will not be disappointed. I can tell you that. Absolutely. Go to this the statement show dot com. Hit the affiliate link that says call Paul for keeper security and give it a shot today. So movies. Um, yeah, you saw the Dark Knight Rises. Last uh, night, yep, and since I I'm, did. Yeah, exactly. So let me know. Uh, I haven't seen it. I'm a Batman fan and mm. probably won't see this in the theater, theater either way. I do not go to the movies very often. Uh, there is a movie coming that I definitely want to go, and I'll get into that in a minute. But let's first hear your uh, little review here of The Dark Knight yeah, Rises. Well, let, let me put it to you like this, Zach. You say that you never go to the movies. I hardly ever go to anything IMAX or anything, and which which this one I did not see in IMAX. I'll, I'll, I'll state that right from the beginning. Uh, we have a movie theater very close to us that they have what's called the VIP. And the VIP basically is like the bigger chairs, you know, so you kind of get in there. It's got like a recliners and big, massive seats, you know, because I'm not a little guy. So these things are always nice. And, uh, you, you know, you're six foot five and some change there. So, you know, these seats are really, really nice. You don't have to to kind of look over everybody's head. You know, everybody's kind of ducked down a little bit. So it's, it's just, it was an amazing atmosphere, first of all. Okay. So then I go in there and I'm thinking, how in the hell are they going to top the dark night? Because here's the thing. I've read some reports. 99% of them have been mostly glowing. There has been some that have said that they felt it, that it was, that they felt a little underwhelmed when they left out of there. Let me, let me start by saying this. Okay. I'm, I'm going to tell you this straight out. Nobody, nobody in that movie or probably any other movie in Batman movie will ever give a Heath Ledger performance. Okay. That, that's just simply not possible. I'm not saying that the Dark Knight was the greatest movie ever, but his performance was ridiculous. However, Michael Caine in this movie was phenomenal. He, so he actually had a higher end role. I mean, cause I, I can count on what, yes and on no. one hand, how many minutes he was in the last movie. Here's the thing. No, I will not say that. The the parts that he is in this movie are so compelling that you're going to love. And I'm not I don't want to give anything. I'm not going to go any kind of spoiler alert. No, nothing like that. I just want to say this. He, it's literally Oscar worthy. He he just his his emotion. 
Yes, yes, absolutely. His emotions with Batman, with with uh, you know Bruce Wayne, however way you want to put that, amazing. He he played a great role. Morgan Freeman, you know, plays his normal role. But then you also have uh, Anne Hathaway. Morgan Freeman is Lucius Fox, by the way. So right, you have right. Anne Hathaway. Right, she? right. She was just she was amazing. She she played the character perfectly. She she yeah, kicked so man. much. Yes, she kicked so much ass in that movie, and, and and honestly, to me, did a better job than Michelle Pfeiffer did uh, when 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 she did. So, I mean, to me, as you know, as as the uh, suspected cat burglar, uh, she uh, you know, she she came in, did an amazing amazing job, and Tom Hardy as Bane, unbelievable. I mean, let, let me put it like this: he, you know, if you know anything about Bane, if you know anything about uh, Batman and, and Bane's character, you know, uh, in, in this one, he was, he was kind of tough to understand. So he, he sounded mumbled, you know, kind of sounded distorted, which was, was all part of the character. His character demanded so much attention because of what he said and how he said it. Not because you really, I mean, you, yeah, you, you kind of had to listen a little bit just due to the fact that, you know, it was it was a bit distorted the way they had him set up, but you literally were just on the edge of your seat because his character was so powerful. The 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 cinematography to the movie it, it could not have been any better. Like I say, it was shot in IMAX. Again, I didn't see it in IMAX. I just saw it in standard version, but it was beautiful. I urge everyone to see it, and I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. If my kids told me today that they wanted to go see it again, I would go today and see it again. It was that great. Better than The Dark Knight, but there was no one performance such as Heath Ledger. You know, and I'm not saying that, you know, and that's all up for debate, too. Many people have, have, oh, well, Heath Ledger wouldn't have become popular if he hadn't. Look, man, I don't care if the man is dead or whether he was alive, if he's still alive, whatever the case may be. His part in that movie, his character was phenomenal in The Dark Knight. They're, so you're they're, saying his performance, you love this performance. Oh, I, 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 I thought love, it was good. I, I guess I'm just not the fine connoisseur of performances as some people are. I, I feel like it was just a little over the top. I think a little bit of the, because he passed away, you know, I don't wish ill on the man, but I, I think sometimes people have a tendency to kind of, yeah, overinflate his performance. I, I guess I, is where I'm going with this. I could not disagree with you anymore on this one. I mean, in all honesty, I'm. I'm. Don't get me wrong. I'm with you. I understand that kind of. I think your word of inflate things was probably true there. I mean, definitely the movie and his part probably. I mean, got and I'm it. not it's, disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. It's a great movie. I'm just. But like, his part something. was amazing. I think the movie was maybe 15, 20 minutes too long. It was just a long movie. Well, so, so is this one. So is so is Dark Knight Rises. It's it's very very long. But to me, the Dark Knight was was okay. His part made it great to me. The Dark Knight itself is just an okay movie. But but Heath Ledger's performance took it over the top, made it amazing. The Dark Knight Rises, obviously Bane's part kind of took it over the top. But I mean, it was it, it was a great movie, and to me, a better movie than The Dark Knight. Just no. Heath Ledger performance, and although Tom Hardy was amazing in the movie, I I strongly urge you to to take that uh, couple of dollars and go see it in the movie theater. And if you want to take a couple more dollars, go see it in IMAX. Because from what I understand, uh, in IMAX, it's it's absolutely unbelievable. Would you say you would go see it again, or 
Oh, I would go see it today. I would if 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 they walked in right now and asked me to go see it, I would go see it again right now. It's that good. Well, I mean, uh, I I thought about going to see it, but right now I have some <laughs> other movies that I want to see, and we'll talk about some of the upcoming movies here in a second. But the one I really want to see is the Bourne Legacy. I've seen all the Bourne movies in the theater except for the first one. Uh, I believe the franchise was kind of a sleeper when I first originally heard Matt Damon playing in an action movie. I was I literally giggled thinking how funny that sounded. Right. Uh, when I saw The Born Identity, I, I was a when it was over, I couldn't wait to play it again. It was a phenomenal movie. Car chases, uh, the acting was fantastic. Just the concept of the special agent, and it was it's basically the U.S. version of James Bond, only with action, and it, it was fantastic. And The Born Ultimatum was fantastic. I mean, it left all these movies were fantastic. I, I can't get enough of them. And now The Born Legacy comes out, and I heard that Jeremy Rayner was playing as another operation you know i mean he was playing as another agent and they weren't going to have uh matt damon in the movie they're going to reference him so it, i was disappointed i really really thought he was going to be in it and i i told myself hey, you know what i'm not going to go see it because they're going to ruin it well but, yeah that was the question that i was going to ask you without matt damon that doesn't scare you off that that's that's well, something that doesn't at first i thought it would and then i saw some of the trailers and saw what it looked like and i guess i have to stay true to the series i really want to see this movie jeremy rayner looks really good in it after watching the trailer for it you have some of the other characters coming back scott glenn's reprising his role as ezra kramer albert finney's coming back it's dr herbert hirsch see you have edward norton's going to be playing eric Byer. he's a he's basically in the as an antagonist in the film I mean, you I have a, you have uh, Jeremy Rayner. He's from the Hurt Locker. Uh, he also plays in the the summer's big blockbuster movie, The Avengers. It looks fantastic. I mean, you have a lot. Of, I mean, well, yeah, I'd go see it just for Ed Norton. Uh, oh, you really like Ed Norton? <laughs> I love Ed Norton. <laughs> the only person yeah. I don't see. I'm looking at the lineup of cast right now. I don't right now. I, I don't see uh, a certain female that I really loved in all in all three of the other movies. Uh, okay. Honestly, her name's trying is escaping me right now. Uh, it's gonna bother me until I find it. Usually, you can find everything on Google. It's here. Here's my thing, though. You know, born what well, series? I guess now. Is it? Is it almost coming? Is is this one right here? Since it doesn't have Matt Damon, is it coming off as almost cash greedy? I mean, is it coming off as almost unnecessary? I mean, what happens if this one just stinks? I mean, because because like you were just talking just a second ago, they have been. Great movie. Some some people, you know, I've spoken to a few people where, you know, they're the excessive use of the the shaky cam can kind of irritate people. I don't know. Maybe I guess you because I know you're you're a person that doesn't like that either. You you no, know and every... it doesn't bother me because you get used to it and you don't even you don't really pay attention to it because it's an action movie where you expect that kind of uh, visual that they're giving you. That's why I think it's fantastic the way they set these movies up because they have a, a director for all the action. They have a director for the the chase scenes they always have phenomenal chase scenes in these movies and they film all over the world you can't fake that you just get the atmosphere when you film somewhere else by the way julia styles who plays nikki Parsons, oh there you go sure she sure, go. Ugh, i can't say that julia styles is you like she's, that oh yeah she's she's something all right she's fantastic she's beautiful but She's not in the lineup for this movie as well. So uh, I'm sure you'll they're going to now, of course, they left it open saying that uh, Matt Damon was not the only agent out there. There are others. And of course, they keep upgrading the program. So I guess that's where they're going with this one. They left it open where they could do another Bourne movie with Matt Damon. 
Matt Damon said he would do another movie as long as it was with all the same directors. Fight sequence, the fight choreography, the the uh, the chase director, and of course the original director. Now this movie doesn't have the original director, so I don't know if that had something to do with him not being part of this project. I will definitely go see it, and of course on the next show after I see it, I'm going to talk about it just like you talked about The Dark Knight. But I'm definitely going to see this movie. And I will let everybody know whether I think it's worth or not. But it doesn't come out till August 10th. So here's my here's my question, Zach. And, and I'm just wondering now because forever we we kind of assumed that the the, the Born series was we, everybody went to see it, uh, although great that we, that it was because of Matt Damon. You know that that, that that's kind of what brought everybody there. Yeah. So I, I, I'm just thinking, you know, maybe it's not. I mean, is it is it just that damn good? That it has nothing to do with Matt Damon at all. I mean, I just kind of think that that the hate's gone a little too far at this point. With you know, I'm gonna make it watch the movies now, right? Oh, sure, sure. But here's the thing: so many people, you know, when it when it first came out, including myself, I'll say this straight out: when I when I first saw the previews at the movies, uh, it was me and my two older kids. We were I can't remember what movie we were watching. The previews came out, and they literally about jumped out of their seat. I'm still sitting there like, what? It doesn't even have Matt Damon. But now I'm thinking that the hate's gone a little too far, even on myself. Then I'm thinking, okay, maybe it will And you haven't even seen bad. most of the other movies. I've seen, you know, clips. I've seen, you know, if, if, if the boys are up there watching it, I'll come in. I, but me, I don't know. I'm, I, it, they were, they just never appealed to me. All the, you know, I was, I was late on the, on the 24 train with, uh, with Kiefer Sullivan. You know, I, I just, I never watched it until what, five years after it went off the air. So I'm, I'm always yeah, I'm behind. With you. I watch I'm a lot of behind TV. You I know? watch a lot of TV shows after they're off the air. Right. And the best part about it is you can watch them all at one time. You don't have to wait for the next season to happen. You just keep watching. And that's what I kind of like about that. So it's, that's why I'm in no hurry to see some of the shows well, that have already come out because I just watch them on Netflix or something. But the so, biggest question with the Bourne, though, is if this movie fails, does it taint the series, though? No, has it, has no, it been that's to where the I think to where it's enough? I mean, like, you did the three, it's over, Damon's not going to do it anymore, don't add anyone else, it's finished, it's done. Does it taint it if this bombs right now? And that's, that's a good question. In my opinion, no, because they leave themselves open for, if this movie bombed, then obviously having those individuals play this character and doing this didn't work. Now we're going to go back to the other line and go back with Matt Damon in the Bourne series. That's why they said he wasn't the only one. And they, when they did interviews, I watched an interview with Jeremy Rayner saying that he's a big fan of the movies. Of course, you would expect him to say that. I've never once heard somebody badmouth the director. How many times have you heard the direct him come off uh, an actor come off a movie and say, I couldn't fucking stand working for this guy. He, he sucked. You don't hear that. But honestly, I can't see how he wouldn't like the movies or he wouldn't take the project. So he said he liked the, the previous movies. He, he thought the movies were great. We'll see if, if this one does well. But if it doesn't, Matt Damon already said he didn't say no, that he would do, never do it again. He just said he was waiting for another script that was more focused on what he was looking for. And he wanted to keep the director he was working with in the past. So, I think if this one doesn't do well, it's basically just reboot back to the other to the other line. It's like having another timeline to hit on. How many the times movie- can you make Spider-Man over? How many times <laughs> can you keep making all these other movies over? People yeah. just keep going until they find a, one, a formula that works. Sure, sure. So, By the way, that comes out on August 10th. So if any of our uh, listeners actually see this before we uh, do the next show, make sure you go to uh, thestatementshow.com. 
uh, click on the contact us link and uh, drop us a line. Let us know how what, what you thought of it. Send us an email. Absolutely. Let us know what we got going on. Yeah, just some of the just so we can hit upon. We'll do a quick hit here. I want to do a little a couple upcoming movies coming out in August here. Uh, this is courtesy of MovieInsider.com. This is where I got the information from. So definitely go to MovieInsider.com and look at some of these. But Friday, August 3rd, which is kind of going backwards a little bit, but Total Recall um, is supposed to be coming out. Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Dog Days, which, by the way, is some of my daughter's favorite books and movies. So I know Amazing. she'll probably end up wanting to see this movie. I'll be there. Total Recall, by the way, reboot again of Arnold Schwarzenegger's movies, which I'm sorry, but I'm a big fan of his, and there's some things you just don't do over again. I'll see this movie, but it'll probably be on a DVD. Wednesday, August 8th, you have Hope Screen, Hope, <laughs> Hope Springs, uh, with Tommy Lee Jones. Not my type, not my cup of tea, but I'm putting it out there so any of the female fans can go see it. Let me, let us know how it is. Yeah. August 10th, Born Legacy. August 17th, The Expendables 2. Definitely looks good. Uh, yes, let's is. see, you got Stallone, Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Van Damme, Chuck, um, Norris. Chuck Norris. Keep it good. It just doesn't matter. There's so many people. I think we, we'd be all podcast talking about the. No, the exactly. Uh, I mean, I would love to get one of these guys on the show, and I definitely would. I'm not above trying, just in case everybody wants to keep check. I will try to get somebody from there on here to talk about it. Also, one of the other movies, Paranorman. Uh, another one that my my daughter wants to see. It's a it looks like kind of like a CG animation type movie, but I, this is actually kind of funny. I, I'd like yeah. to go see it with my daughter. She it doesn't looking, look bad. Uh, another non cup of tea movie for me is Sparkle with Whitney Houston, Jordan Sparks, and Mike Epps. And I have Friday, never heard of it. August thirty first, The Possession, uh, a horror movie that I wanted my wife to go see with me, and she's basically said absolutely not. So that looks like one I'll have to probably end up going seeing with my brother or somebody. <laughs> but uh, it looks fantastic, uh, really scary. So definitely go to the site. I mean, go to movieinsider.com. It gives you links to watch the trailers. And it also will tell you where some of IMAX theaters are. I have yet to see an IMAX or a 3D movie, and the, the Born Legacy might be my first. Or maybe I'll go check out The Dark Knight. It depends on my schedule and see how it goes. These movies all look great. They're big budget movies, and these movie studios bank a lot. So you can expect these summer movies to really either really deliver or really let down. Do you have anything else you want to add? Well, uh, <laughs> as funny as this may sound, you know what, man? I uh, I was I was looking on TMZ, saw this crazy thing on Warren Sapp that uh, he's having a bankruptcy blowout auction on all his Air Jordans. They say this man had 240 pairs. Of Jordan, some Do you think he wore all those? You know what? I don't know. But here's the thing: I, I, I don't even know. I don't. I don't know. He because it, it I says some were buying somebody's stinky ass shoes. I would never want to wear some. Un, some are untouched. Yeah. I, I I don't I don't know why. What what the hell do you need with 240 pairs of Jordan? Now don't get me wrong. Look, hey Warren, send them, send them to Pennsylvania. I'll take them. I have no issues. And, and but, but it only, it only works if you're a size 15. So unfortunately, I need a couple of sizes bigger than you. I'm, I'm, I'm not a size 15. But, but hey, well, you, you know, know what, what they say: the size of the shoe. Right. Big Either socks. way. Anyway, you know what? Give me those Air Jordans, Warren Sap. Give me a call, man. Uh, uh, this we were gonna bring this show to the close. We're getting ready to turn the lights out. Another episode of the Statement Show. We appreciate you listening. You need to go back to our website at thestatementshow.com. Send us an email if you have a question or even want to be a guest on the show. Maybe we can have you on. 
go ahead and click on one of our links and help support the show or the website. We do blog entries if you want to go back and check us out and see some of the opinions we have on the current current affairs or news or stories that we happen to be talking about at the time. And also, Terry, I think there was something you wanted to mention. You also uh, are a little bit of an author now, are you not? Oh, wow. You threw that out. I, I am. I actually uh, I wrote a book on uh, fantasy football. Uh, it's uh, if, if you go to uh, Amazon, uh, type in the ultimate fantasy guide to fantasy football, make it simple, pick it up. Uh, it, it's running for about uh, $4.99 right now. It's uh, we, we we've had some success on it, had some good reviews on it. And now this is uh, an electronic book. As well. This is it, an e-book, it, it, right? Right. That's correct. It is an e-book. I did not do it in paperback. I just did it in e-book. Um, but but yeah, thank you for mentioning that. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I would love to do some more. It was uh, it, for whatever reason is always something that I wanted to do uh, to write a book. It's, it, it, and let, let me put it like let, let me stop right now. I'm not I'm not I'm not going to try to I'm not going to try to inflate this any more than what it is. It it is not a book, okay? It's a guide, okay? Uh, a book would be something that uh, you know that Stephen King or one of those that those are novels, you know. My, I, I am I am nowhere near to that level. I will say this though, I have always loved fantasy football. Had many years of experience with fantasy football. I wanted to bring what my tips, my secrets, what I think uh, you know could help out other people, maybe just beginning or maybe just some owners that have never really won, have been close and, and just need a little bit of help. I've I've done I've got a lot of things in there and, and I and I hope that you guys take a look at it. You heard the man. Go check out his ultimate guide to fantasy football. Make sure the author is Terry James. Go check out our website at thestatementshow.com. Send us an email at thestatementshow at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of us, maybe be a guest on the show, go click on some of our links to help support the show. Uh, we will be having guests on the show, more guests. Thank you, and we get ready to turn the lights out here on another episode. Warren Sapp, call me. Thanks for joining us on another episode of The Statement Show. If you have any comments or concerns or would like to be a guest on the show, go to our website at thestatementshow.com. Click on the Contacts tab or send us an email at the statement show at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at hashtag the statement show.